nifos and your ear holes and your nose holes and your other holes, the holes below your waist. Welcome to Deep Shit, and it's me, Baron Vaughn. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm sorry that I did not post an episode last week. I had some sort of weird sickness. It's funny, as an adult, I get annoyed at being sickness because as a kid, you were excited, or I was excited because I didn't have to go to school. I'd be like, yeah, I'm sick, hooray. I faked being sick all the time. Of course, there are all those times where you were actually sick as a kid, but it was like a horrible sickness, and even though you got to stay home, you felt like shit. But of course, there was still the staying home aspect. But now I get sick, and it's like, I got all this shit to do, which is probably why I got sick in the first place. Sickness generally is just body mutiny. It's just your body going like, we don't want to do this anymore. You've been working us too hard. We're shutting down. We're going on strike a lot of the time. That's what it is. That's why stress causes sickness, and nobody actually uh, talks about stress like it's a significant thing that affects your health, but it is. And everyone's like, yeah, but I'm always stressed. Exactly. That's why everyone's always sick and dying all the damn time. Anyway, it was becoming a fucking tirade. Um, I woke up on um, that Saturday with my left gland swollen, swollen as fuck, tender to the touch in my left side of my throat. And uh, I was in denial about it the whole day. I was like, ah, that'll go away. And it didn't go away. And I had plans that Saturday night to uh, go do pinball with a friend and um as the day went on i just became weaker and weaker and weaker and i was sitting in my living room of my apartment here in uh, los angeles headquarters and i just started getting a headache and i was like why do i have a headache that's unrelated to this swollen gland that i felt earlier today then suddenly it turned into a body ache and this is the the step that happens where i know i'm actually sick where my shoulders and my neck kind of just ache. And when I turn my head, it just does not feel good. And I feel weak. And then that's what happened. I started feeling weak and I had all these aches. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a little herbal supplement, you know, or whatever. And I got a glass of water, cold water. And I drank that. And then I could not stop shivering for the rest of the night. I was like, oh, no, I'm shivering. Okay. I was walking around trying to keep myself warm, wearing like three coats indoors while I have the heat on. That might have been sickness. So I sweated it out over that night. Had, uh, what, 13 hours of sleep? Woke up without the fever. I assume the shivers was a fever. And I woke up without it. And then um, over the course of like uh, three days, I kind of got better. Um, but the day that I woke up without the fever was Sunday. So that's the day that I usually put this bad boy together. That's why it didn't come together. But now it is right now. Okay, that's long backstory. That's a tangent. Won't you cosign? Math jokes. Um, Jesus Christ. What have I been up to? I don't know, guys. I'm I'm really hard on myself. I and I'm trying to get better at not being hard on myself. You know, I did Conan. If you guys watched that, uh, thank you. Thank you for watching that. I appreciate it. Uh, I uh, invited a few friends to see Conan with me. Uh, my friend Eric Allen, uh, Cameron Esposito, and Rhea Butcher, and. Um, I had a good set, and I have to keep saying that. You see how hard it is for me to say that? I had a good set. I had a good set. I did well on Conan, right? Now, I, the moment I was done, started stressing and freaking out about my first joke. A, the joke that has done well in comedy rooms, clubs and bars, and coffee shops, wherever the fuck it is I perform. 
that got a kind of a lukewarm reception. Now, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of late night sets, but it's a very strange format. You have four and a half minutes to do a bunch of jokes, and it takes a long time to get to the point where they'll even look at you. Then even once you're in that pool of people that they look at, you still have to get them to approve of the jokes that you want to do, and you still have to rewrite the jokes to be the TV set version of the joke. So you're doing a representation of yourself on a late-night show, which isn't totally inaccurate, but it's also not totally accurate to what you would do in a comedy club. So I did these, I did three jokes. My first joke didn't hit the way I wanted it to, and that's fine. A lot of people's hit uh, first jokes don't hit on Conan. The audience takes a second to adjust to you. It takes them a split second to realize you're, number one, not Conan. Hey, that's not Conan, you know, because the show's called Conan. They came to see Conan, and you're the part of the show where Conan goes, and now, not me. And then you walk out there, and the audience is like, who is this guy? That's the other thing that takes them a second. They don't know that you're not some guy that was asleep backstage that they just pushed out there that said he was funny, right? So people tend to have no context of what it means to be a stand-up. This isn't the first time I've done stand-up, and yeah, I'm not supposed to be Conan. So it takes them that split second to adjust to that, but you're already on television while they're kind of wrapping their heads around it. Plus, they're nervous for you. They, If you're not Chris Rock, they don't understand that you've done stand-up more than twice. Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, all those famous comedians, the only thing that they, the only difference they know between them and you is they've done it more than twice in sort of a way. So I come out there, I do that first joke. It doesn't hit exactly the way I want it to hit, which is fine. And I move on and I, and I ended strong. And Conan laughed. And that's what's important. Conan and the band laughed. Conan is Conan. Conan knows comedy. So he is fine with me. And that was cool. That's why I got to go on twice. And then he chatted me up about breakfast cereals, which was awesome because he was just like uh, how he was talking about his particular weakness for cookie crisps and how much he loves cookie crisps because they don't even try to tell you it's a cereal. They're just like cookies, put it in milk. And he talked about his bigger brother always kind of tortures him with it. Like when he goes home for like the holidays and sees his family and his brother's like, hey, I've got some fruity pebbles. And Conan's like, no, I don't want cut to him eating the entire box in one sitting. So I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. I was laughing my ass off because he's fucking Conan. He's a he's a genius. OK, is that the most controversial thing to say? I think Conan O'Brien's a genius. Wow. I'm, I'm fucking rocking the boat here in comedy world. Anyway, guys, I the point is I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying to be positive about myself and give myself some fucking credit for the shit that I've done because that is why my one truest problem is that I do not see everything I've done and I it's really hard for me to appreciate it because I'm waiting for the next thing. I only, and as a true comic, I only feel as good as my last set, which is bullshit. I got to give myself some credit. Now, of course, as a part of me, it's like I'm afraid of getting all cocky, confident because I'm like, well, then I'll just think everything I say is fucking funny and gold and I'll lose my gauge for what is and isn't good. But on the opposite end of that, I'm too hard on myself. And then that's something I got to deal with and I'm trying to deal with it. I'm trying to get better with it. Yeah. Now, the only step I could think of is 
doing material that is more what it is I want to be talking about. I'm on the long path here, okay? I'm realizing I'm not the guy that's going to get this immediate rocket success. You know, like, that's that's the only times you get buzz. It's when you're brand new and everyone's like, look at this new guy. He's been doing it for, like, three years and he's fucking great. Look at him. He's so new. We don't know who he is. Isn't that awesome? He's new. Put him everywhere. And then the other one is, look at this guy that's been around. He's been around for 20 years. Look at his fucking body of work. How did we ignore this person? How did we miss this person? Look at the genesis of who they were and who they've become. That person's awesome. Put him in everything. Those are the two times you get buzz, in my opinion. So I'm in neither of those places. I'm not brand new, and I'm also not uh, super, super, super seasoned. But that's fine, okay? (laughs) I've probably talked about this. I have talked about this on the podcast before. The point is I'm trying to say positive things about myself, trying to believe positive things about myself, and it's fucking exhausting. Man, it's hard. It's kind of amazing how 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 sinister those the the self detractors are, the judges that you got in your head, you know. I'm getting a little new agey now, so I'll I'll stop there on that and this will be something uh, I'm exploring that you and you've probably if you've been listening to this podcast you know it's an ongoing problem that I've been having blah 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 we're gonna figure it out we me I'm gonna figure it out and you'll hear about it uh and then hopefully if you're in a similar place it'll help you too (laughs) look at that I'm trying to be like this is the point of this podcast I'm helping yay no I'm not I'm helping myself I'm maybe I'm helping myself and maybe you'll enjoy it in the process anyway Today's guest is um, my good friend, uh, Victor Varnado. Victor Varnado and I have been very close. And, um, you know, uh, we used to be very close in New York. And, of course, I don't live there anymore. I moved to Los Angeles. And he happened to be here um, helping our good friend Eliza Skinner out with a uh, uh, a project. I won't say much about it because I don't know how public all that stuff is. So I, I'm just going to leave it alone. Victor Varnado was in town helping Eliza Skinner with something that is something they're doing that he's involved with, and uh, I'll leave it there. And I don't even remember if he says it on the podcast or not. Well, we're about to hear it. Um, so I got to sit down with him. I haven't gotten to have a good, long conversation with Victor in a really long time because we live on different uh, coasts. Um, but he's an interesting guy with interesting perspectives, and uh, what we talked about was uh, goodness, kindness is what I'm going to call it, um, being good. He wanted to call it. So I'm going to call it goodness and kindness, goodness slash kindness. Um, Just what that means in terms of especially when you're struggling with your own ego and the things that you believe you want, whether whether they're real or not. It's very hard to be decent to other people and to just be a good guy and to be kind. And that is something that uh, Victor struggles with. and We get into it. So let's get into it. Varnado time. Deep shit. Boom. Another word. Joke gone on too long. Now it's meta. Now it's meta meta. Boom. Go. Now. Now. Right. Right now. Right now. Now.
think there's a real uh, uptick in the number of black guys who do old gangster voices now. An uptick? An uptick, yeah. Well, describe that. What do you mean by that? I just mean that there's more guys who, the more black guys who do old gangster voices than there used to be yeah. on stage. That's true. It's probably because there's more black guys that watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, YouTube, for telling, for showing us black people that there's more than just boys in the hood and kid and play movies. There is? Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised as much as you are. Why are you in Los Angeles, by the way? I am in Los Angeles right now uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh-huh. The one is because I'm shooting a, like a web pilot for the show called The Beatdown, which is a comedy improvised rap battle. Mm-hmm. With, and a, I with am, uh, Eliza Skinner. With Eliza Skinner, our, Chris our, Shockwave, Chris Shockwave Sullivan, Sullivan. Yes. Uh, and I am uh, I'm here directing it, and I'm also going to be in it. Oh, be who burr, be you? Burr, burr, burr. And then I am also here. I've uh, took a couple of meetings here because I'm people are trying me out to uh, direct some TV shows. Stuff. Oh, nice! Yeah. Couple of meetings. Yeah, dude. Maybe I'll hire you for something sometime. I you don't know? think that you're I willing think... to suck my Back to your suck my dick joke, uh, which is a great joke. That suck my dick joke, the the homo the homoerotic threat. Basically. Yeah, it's yeah, a homoerotic threat. Just as kind of like, why don't you suck my now? What was it you say? Rub my chest and breathe on my neck. Yeah, I, I just say I just say that people like yelling, saying "suck my dick" to another dude when you're angry at him is just yeah, it is homoerotic, and it's like them saying, uh, like, "Hey man, fuck you." Yeah, breathe on my neck and rub my chest. <laughs> right. I like the little dialogue that you have because he was, he said the first guy who said that was just trying it out. Yeah, the first uh, the, the joke, the premise of the joke is the very first guy to yell suck my dick in anger was really taking a chance. Taking a chance, right. Yes. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> that's a ridiculous joke, a redonkulous joke. Um, okay, yeah, I don't think that you would have any power. I think that you'd be like, what about Baron Vaughn? would be like, mm, ooh, ah, emotional problems is what they would say. You don't think I'd have any power as a director? No, I mean that in terms of casting, I think that people hate me enough that if you suggested me for a role, they would be like, thumbs down, emoticon. So you think if I suggest you for a role, I could get fired? You wouldn't get fired. <laughs> They're like, you're fired. They, would, they wouldn't fire you. They would, just, they would just be suspicious of every other choice that you make. Ah, well, <laughs> you never know. I like to do things with my friends over and over. I, I always like suggest my friends for shit. It's just a... No, I'm just joking. Dude. Well, Come on, Victor. Uh, well, you get fired. I'll get fired. No, you Sorry. won't get fired. I'm going to get fired. Look at you. You got to get hired to get fired. Yeah, we'll see. You know what I'm talking about? We'll see. We're talking about That's it right now. That's the thing that people never talk about. You got fired? Well, at least you got hired at some point. Some exactly. people don't even get to get fired anymore. That, so- that sounds like grandma's advice. Does it? Yes. You got fired? Well, at least you got hired, baby. Remember <laughs> that. It's a very positive, positive reinforcing <laughs> grandma. I like that as a character, just a woman, just an old black woman that comes in with positive reinforcement out of nowhere. Oh, I, just need, I can't get out of bed today. Getting out of bed is how the day starts. <laughs> Who are you? I'm positive reinforcement, Grandma. And what I'm most excited about are, uh, I want to be, I can't wait till I'm like a really old black dude, like 75, 80-year-old black dude, so I can just say anything I want and nobody will do anything. I could just spout out at the mouth like as much as I want to. Can't wait. Uh, I think you're already kind of transitioning into that, Victor. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're doing it without the age right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's part of my problem. I I will say a lot of anything to anybody. Sometimes I just I say what I think. What can what am I going to do? But sometimes you're you sometimes you're just taking a chance. 
Yes. As well. You're trying, <laughs> you're, you want to see how far you can push it with somebody and see what kind of person they might be. Um, or you don't talk to them at all. It's, it's well, one of the two. Or I don't talk to them. At, yeah, there's, there's people who I don't talk to at all, and there's people who I don't think I, I don't think I push people just to push them, I, but I definitely will like not, I will not like mince words around people if I, if I think uh, something should be said. Oh, well, that's completely different than what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about just me running around, like, trying to push people's buttons? No, but I'm, uh, that's, uh, that's inaccurate. Okay. I mean, that does, now that I that you say it like that, that is what, what I said sounded like, but it's not what I mean. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think you run around trying to push people's buttons. All right. But more that, you know, when you start to get to know somebody, you're, you're, you're seeing what the boundaries are with them. Sometimes I mean um, I do similar things. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say that's true. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely like to see like how far you can go with people. I like I love when I, you have that type of friendship where just like nothing is off limits. Love it. And so if I can get to that place with people, mm. I love it. See, every friendship I've ever had, like everything's on limits. I think that that's the way it is with a lot of people. A lot of people are. I mean, I mean, I'm saying, I'm not saying that's, that's not the way with me. I'm saying so seriously. No, them. I'm saying that's not that's not the way. I'm, I, the funny thing is, I'm not actually. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, the the thing is, that's the way it is with some people, but this, that's the way it is with me too. Like as far as like, as far as like when people, uh, like there's some people you can hear stuff from, and there's some people you can't hear stuff from. True. So that's just the way it is. So some people can say anything to me, and other people cannot. Very true, and it, and but you can earn that. Absolutely. So, you know, that's what trust is supposed to be <laughs> and friendship and stuff like that. Right. Trust and friendship and all that shit. That's what it's supposed to be. So all it, wrapped up we're not football. friends and I don't trust you. You can't just say anything to me. Exactly. Which is exactly why I've gotten in so many people's faces when they run up to me after a show and be like, hey, my albino buddy. I'm like, no, we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. For, for the listeners, uh, uh, Victor is a black albino man. Oh, that's oh yeah. The, sorry, you don't have pictures. They can't see you right now. Yeah, but, but just Google them, and you'll be like, oh, I, I now I know what that looks like. Victor Vonato, black albino man. Black that's albino man. How I roll, ladies. Well, speaking of which, I mean, you, you, you like a lot of comedians have, I think, very strong, um, maybe con- some conscious, some subconscious uh, rules, just to kind of how you deal with people and like the things that people can and can't do to you or say to you. You know what I mean? Right. Just like, it's just like a social order, if -hmm. you will. Like, look, if I know you this much, you can, you can kind of go to this place. And a lot of that, I don't think that you're like writing it down in the book, but like that stuff that kind of happens and you learn it in the moment. Right. Right. Am I right? Yeah. There's things that people can and can't do always. Here's the major thing that people can't do. Am I right? Here it is. Ready? Am I right? Okay. You might be. Okay. Here it is. One thing that I don't like. If we're talking and we do the kind of talk where you're like setting someone up uh, to converse with you more, like if I said to you, hey, something weird happened to me today, and you say, what, right? That's mm-hmm. what you would respond. Yeah. And I'd say, oh, blah, blah, this thing happened. That's fine to do in person. But if you do that in text message why I have to respond with like, what, I'm, I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate small talk over text messages. You hate getting set up for something over text. Yeah, I hate if somebody's like, uh, if somebody's like, you won't believe who I ran into, and then they so they leave it off. They just leave it. <laughs> yes. Like, who exclamation point? Exactly. Question, question, question. I hate that over text message. Hate it. Well, I I used to do that, and I realized that 
I'm waiting for the what or the who or the yeah. how. Uh-huh. And it and I don't know what that person's doing. Like it might take them five, six hours, twenty four hours for them to be like, who? Exactly. I'm like, I forgot the story. (laughs) I could just tell you, like, hey, you never guess who I run into, the devil. And then I just leave it at that. A lot of people do that on text message, and I hate it. I can't. I really can't stand it. I don't know. I just, I uh, often when they do something like that, I I answer okay. (laughs) You never guess who I ran into? Okay. (laughs) That's, that's yes, I go. Okay, you block the conversation. You block the conversation. <laughs> You're a convo blocker. Convo block. No, convo block. Convo conversation blocked. You need ultimate convo block. block. Uh, okay, well, this kind of leads into our uh, topic a little bit. Yes, which, convo breaker. That's which, what I should have said. Convo breaker, which we couldn't necessarily agree on. <laughs> I feel like. Right. I mean, I was trying to turn it into kindness. Right. Right. Which. You said is a part of what you're talking about, just being good. Uh-huh. But I kind of like that one that one word description. Because kindness is encapsulated in being good, in the concept of good or goodness. Right. But I could also put goodness, but people would be like, does he mean like, oh my goodness? Nope. All I right. think I think goodness and kindness are very, very similar. But like when I when I say being a good person, I'm thinking of just being like kind and positive you know, to the world around you, if you can. Well, describe what the crap that means. What the crap that means? Yeah. It just means, it just means like, uh, it just means like sometimes you have to think through your ego because everybody has an ego. I've got an ego, a tremendous one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and sometimes you have to think through your ego and, and try to understand like everyone, other people's point of view and whether or not, uh, whether or not what you're doing or what you're experiencing uh, and your, your emotion is based on your own ego. E- ego. Yeah, right. your own ego. Like, for instance, for instance, here's a for instance. Okay. All right. So if you are, uh, if you are trying to get an elevator, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, someone cuts you off and jumps in the elevator in front of you, how pissed do you usually get me yeah uh with strangers right i tend not to get mad at them right because i don't know what's going on with them that's the the whole thing a lot of people don't think that way yeah a lot of people don't think about i don't know what's going on with with that person and they could be late they could be but in a sense it depends on if they apologize about it or what because if they're just like well this is what happened and it's just like and if that, if also I was about to get in the elevator and there's literally room for one other person, uh-huh. only one other person, right? and somebody does that to me, uh-huh. I'll probably pissed, be more pissed about it than if it was just like in general. Right. Because if it was just an empty elevator, be like, what's the rush? You know, we're both obviously getting on this elevator, but you have to get in first. Right. But they could be OCD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they have to get on the elevator first before it to feel safe for them. Um, generally with strangers, I don't get mad because I don't know what's going on for them. But of course it is informed by what the hell I'm, I'm feeling that day. Um, and, and here's what I think. I think that, I think that, uh, I guess the most, the most kind thing you can do in that, uh, moment is just to like completely ignore it and not, not just kind to them, but kind to yourself. Yeah. Let it, to let it go. Yeah, just let it go because who knows? Like, what they they could have a baby on fire a couple of floors above, or who knows what the deal is. True, true. I'm just saying that the 
the the kindest thing for you and them at that moment is to just let it go. And in a broader sense, what I'm saying is that that's just your ego. You're like, I deserve to be on that elevator before that person. That's your ego talking. I like, or I was, I was, I was walking. You, you cut me off. I would think for me, mm-hmm. I would connect it to um, the uh, the bigger indictment of how pe- people suck. Right. <laughs> I'd just be like, really? Like, I'm, we're just people. Why can't you just be a person and like say, excuse me, I'm sorry, or something like that? I would probably start going down the, especially if people hadn't been nice to me. And like, right. If I was like sitting in my home obsessing about like everyone, everything sucks and everyone sucks. And that happened and I would be like, this is just another example of the thesis I've been writing. Yeah, I mean, I I totally I totally understand that too, and because I think I think that everybody has those those emotions. Like, here's what I think about being kind: is like, I try to be kind as much as I can, but but my being kind, it's not effortless. I wish being kind was effortless, and it's it's not. It does take me, it does take me to think: does is this really affecting me? Like, what am I actually upset about? Like, then then once I think through something. I usually can release it, yeah, and be kind about it. You're trying to basically uh, pull the roots out of the tree. I I've been in situations where it could have been insane. Like I could have gotten so mad about some things, and in the end, I just worked through it. Like can here, can I bring up a situation from our past, you and me? Yeah, sure. Right, this is but this is a big deal. Okay, from me between you and me. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Can I do it? Okay. I mean. The, okay, the awkward comedy show. Yeah. Remember the negotiations for your contract. Yes. Okay, you want to talk about this? Yeah, we can talk about it. Okay. So here's basically what I remember happened. you being upset about it, yes. Of course I was upset when we talk about it. I'm sure like <laughs> everyone will understand. Okay, so the awkward comedy show. Yeah. Um, this was basically an idea an idea like I had. I wanted to do a, a – well, here's where it came from. I had submitted f- – my second time for a Comedy Central special, and I got turned down. Right. And then I was like, and I had just directed a feature film that was never coming out because the producer was in an argument with Warner Brothers, and it was just not going to come out. It got shelved. Right. Um, even though it was all shot with a, and, and it starred Charlie Murphy. So then I was like, okay, I need to make another movie, and I want to uh, have a comedy special. Right. So. I was like, how can I make something with my friends <laughs> and I have to package it? Right. And so the concept of the Awkward Comedy Show came up, which is just basically uh, black comedians, alternative, whatever. Right. Just a, a movie around that. Okay. So then, so then, like, we're doing this, uh, we're doing this and we have our, we have our contracts, and in and, and, and I cast uh, you, uh, mm-hmm. Hannibal Buress, uh, Marina Franklin, and Eric Andre, and right. myself, because right. we're all buddies, and uh, we've done a bunch of shows together. Uh, so then uh, we shot it, and then after the shooting was done, uh, I got contacted by your manager at the time and your lawyer. Okay, yeah. Okay, and so... I forgot which one, which were were on what side, but basically what they came at me with was uh, that uh, you should be part owner of the intellectual property because you uh, helped create the Awkward Comedy Show as a whole. Right. Okay. So then 
I called you. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, what's up with these with this manager and agent? And uh, then you're like, well, you're like, I have to trust them. I have to let them fit work and all out. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yes, that's what you said. Okay. Probably <laughs> because I didn't know that they had asked you what you're saying they asked you. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't get into details, but I was like, hey, I want to sit and talk this, with uh, to you about this because I, I don't like – I think that these – this is before I had the like big meeting with them. This is mostly like emails and stuff. Right. And they, they were talking to my agent. My agent was flipping her lid. She was going crazy. Okay. Because uh, she – and I didn't know exactly what all the details were either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then – so and then I was like, I, what's going on? Maybe you and I should talk. And you're like, well, I have to leave this to my managers and my agent and, and, and your manager and your uh, lawyer. And then my agent were fighting. And so my agent was flipping her lid. She was so angry. And okay. then so I was like, what's going on? So finally I was like, well, let me get on the phone. So I got on the phone with your manager and your lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then I forget which one said it, but I think it was the, I think it was the lawyer. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you why I think it was the lawyer. Because <laughs> after this whole thing was settled, the, your manager tried to get me uh, a job on the daily show. Like, he tried to just, like, side pocket get me a job on the show, I think, as a kind of, like, an I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, which is very nice of him. Right. But, so basically. Wow. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm remembering some of this. I don't remember all of it, but go ahead. Yeah. So then I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the phone, and then th- uh, the manager and lawyer were like, well, we think Baron should have, like, a permanent piece of this thing. And I was like, I don't think he should. And then they're like, well, uh, the, then the lawyers, and I, was, I, I said to the lawyer, okay, so what you're telling me is that you believe that Baron is a, is a creator of the Awkward Comedy Show, a part creator of this concept for the show. And then the lawyer goes, yes. And the manager goes, no. And I was like, okay, so I think, I was like, I, was like, I, I said two things. Number one, um, I don't. I don't have a lot of money. I made this with my own money. I'm not trying to screw Baron over. I'm trying to like do something awesome with my friends. You guys are turning this into something terrible. I don't want that. I don't want it to be this way. Uh, Baron was not a part creator of this, and there's no way I'm going to budge on that. I think that if I were a larger company like Warner Brothers or mm-hmm. somebody like that, this conversation would not be happening. You're calling me because I'm a small production company. You're trying to push me around, and mm-hmm. the lawyer. And the manager both were like, okay, I guess we're done with this con and was over. Hmm. And that was done. But that's what I said to them. Okay. And then after that, I talked to you again and I told you the contents of the conversation. And you were like, again, you were like, oh, no, of course I wasn't part creator of this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. But, um, but. And then I talked it over with you and then we, we smoothed it all over and it was cool. Yeah. However, and and then and to me, for me, that was a really trying moment for me, ego wise, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, my insides were telling me, were telling me, hey, fuck him, <laughs> fuck Baird, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm gonna take this whole motherfucker, I'm gonna cut him out of the movie. And like that's what my insides were saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Um, but then I was just like. I had to get to the point where I was like, okay, what's the best 
what's the what's the most positive result of it? Like, what do I want? Do I want to still be friends with Baron? Yes. Do I want this movie to include Baron? Yes. Uh, do I? I mean, I want this to be the best thing it could possibly be. Um, and do I think that part of this was a misunderstanding? Like, and then I, at the end, I'm like, yeah. I mean, because I think honestly that if you were fully aware of everything they were saying, I don't think that we would have gotten that far. But I also think that at that time. I don't think you paid enough attention to me as being being like, hey, man, I need your help on this because this is getting crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, I will admit that I didn't because I didn't know it was getting crazy. Yeah. I don't think I really understood what was going I didn't. I'm not going to say I didn't think I really understood. I did not understand what was happening. I, I, I see, but they, I get that. I right. get that, and I got that at the time. Right, right. Okay. But, but like I'm saying, it was not easy for me mm-hmm. to work through it and let it go. But... Like when I made a, when a long time ago when I made a decision that I'm going to be like a a positive influence on the world around me, mm-hmm. like I had to, I I take every situation that would make me fly off the handle and I have to think through it and think about okay what is this person thinking what is right, that right. person thinking like where are they coming from because otherwise I would never be able to let things like that go, and that has always been a very good skill of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Until I feel like the last couple of years, uh-huh. in the last couple of years, I have evolved to take so many things very personally, and uh. I'm struggling with it. And it's all ego stuff, like you're saying. But oh, but one thing on that, what you're saying, yeah, about the story about the whole awkward comedy thing, yeah, I totally didn't understand. I I was probably just nonchalant about it, and I I didn't understand. I didn't understand why you had called me about it. And I'm trying to wonder, I'm wondering if I had a conversation with my agent or my lawyer about this and I wasn't really listening to what they were saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I just went like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Because I just wanted to get off the phone or do something else. And then they they took that as a cue because maybe I wasn't listening. They're like, we're going to ask this and this and this. And I wasn't listening. And I went, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, and to your credit, I mean, to your credit, like, at the end, like when we were discussing that, like it was very, very clear that you didn't know the exact details of what I was going on with this conversation with these guys, um, and you and you backed off of that. I, I mean, you weren't even on board with that. And also to your manager's credit, at the time, he was also like, he was also like, no, that's absolutely not. Like he he understood why I was upset. Right. Right. And then, uh, and then with my my agent. I mean, she heard this thing and she was just, and she was being very protective of me. I mean, and yeah, and, and she, she is a, definitely the type of agent that will say some foul stuff to people on the behalf of her client. She loves me as a client and she's, right. she's, she's like, she's like family to me. Right. Uh, but she is overreacting to stuff. But I mean, but then again, was she really overreacting if she felt like these people were coming in and basically trying to steal her client's IP? Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Once I understood all that, <laughs> I was like, oh, shizzle dizzles. No, that is not because I, yeah, I was like, look, it's a special. I always thought of it as like, this is the thing I'm doing with Victor, who's my friend. Mm-hmm. There'll be a little money if money. Right. I guess there was a big part of me that I never even expected to get paid for the whole thing. Right. Because I just figured it was something we were doing that for fun and that it would be fun. And I just wanted to have another credit on comedy central. Right. I think I had just done live at Gotham. Okay. But I felt like it was right at the end of comedy central stopping to hate me because Mm -hmm. I had done something before that I was on a blacklist for them or something. 
Right. Not a whitelist. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, they were mad at me. So I'm just thinking about like that was the end of them being mad at me. I probably wasn't in good communication with the manager and the agent about it. And um, they were trying to do something on my behalf, but it wasn't something that I would have wanted. Right. And when you and I just again. So, hey, I'm sorry about all that. <laughs> You don't have to be sorry. We're we're we cool at this point. It's but the bridge is just like I I, and that and there's a lesson in it for me is uh, pay attention to shit. Really, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, that's a lesson. That's the but, lesson in it for me. But I mean, here's the thing. And and when I'm talking about this, I'm not even talking about like because the end result is not necessarily like I'm not trying to say, hey, dude, I was good to you back then. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that I was good to myself because in the end, like. I continue to have a good friendship. Uh, I continue to have a good friendship with you. Uh, the movie is out, and a lot of people know about it, and we kind of like point it. to that yeah. as like, oh, that's one of the first things where it's like black people not just doing like Def Jam style on television. Like that, that was one of the first things they ever saw, and like so, it's it's iconic for a lot of people. And so, in the end result, I was I feel like I've been I was kind to myself right. because I didn't I I like. I, I think that the joy out of like that you get out of like when you're actually like trying to like like be good is immediately apparent in your own life. Mm. And so that's I mean, that's that's how I feel and how I experience. I mean, that being said, now a lot of people think of me as a big jerk. <laughs> 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 but that is also because like I really don't take a lot of things very seriously mm-hmm. and also Unless I, unless you are my friend and someone I care about, nothing you say can hurt my feelings. So I don't, I don't, I don't take people very seriously. Like anybody who's ever tried to be mean to me, mm-hmm. and they are not like someone I care about. Like that, I that developed. I think growing up, uh, probably being an albino and like kids teasing me. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where like only people who I cared about could ever say because I would just because they don't know me, they don't know about me. So anybody else who was talking shit about me in any way, mm-hmm. I would. It would just roll off. It, it like means nothing. And still to this very, this very day, like if I'm in a room and some comic tries to like talk shit about what one thing or another, like it just makes it makes no difference. No, to you. no, nothing. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm more the opposite. Actually, mm-hmm. I feel like people who I know really well, it's really hard for them to hurt my feelings because I know them really well. So I know that if they say something mean or do something mean, it was probably a misunderstanding or miscommunication. Right. So I try to give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. in that time because it's really – unless they do something specifically to spite me, right. it's very hard to, um, to hold something against somebody. And if right. I feel like something happened or I was wronged or something messed up, miscommunication, I try to communicate about it to them. Uh-huh. But a stranger – and it's funny that because now I'm contradicting myself because if it was like, like that elevator thing – Right. That there's a difference between that guy cutting me off and getting in the elevator, but him cutting me off and going "fuck you" or giving me a finger, because I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't fucking know me at all. Right. So that would piss me off if a stranger tries to say shit to me that who I don't know, and they're making I feel affronted by the assumptions that they're making. That mm-hmm. they feel it's that whole like you don't even know, you don't know me. That's uh-huh. what it is, basically. In a, in a sense. So that can make me angry when someone who has no context of who I am at all makes a big assumption about me as if that is true. That pisses me off because I don't have control over it. It doesn't piss me off at all. Like I've been in the street before and uh, and one guy I was I was actually getting in. I was getting in. I was getting in a cab Mm -hmm. 
and then this guy was like with his friends uh, at a at a bus stop, and he's like, he's like, hey man, and I looked over, and he goes, you ugly yo, and then he and his friends started laughing, okay, and and I was I started laughing too. <laughs> Because I was just like, I was just like, so it's like, what are you expecting? And I was like, and I was like, uh, I, I forgot what I said to him. Oh, I, I was I like, I, I said, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my ugly ass in this cab while you keep your broke ass at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend started laughing at him. But it was just like, I was like, how are you? How old are you? Five? It makes no sense. Like, he could never... Like it would never that can't hurt me. Well, There's just a, no possible. A five year old said that. No, I mean, it's, I, I, no, it was an adult. It oh. was an adult. It was like a. It was like saying, a. What is he? Five? It was like a dude yeah. with his friends. Yeah, and it was like, I, like you can't, like that doesn't hurt me. And then people who I people who I know, like I don't give my love and caring to people mm-hmm. unless they are people who like I respect, and those people I respect don't go out of their way to try to hurt me. And then when and if they if I'm. If I if I'm with somebody and they do like like hurt me like you said like it's usually not on purpose like it's usually like right. oh there's a misunderstanding, a misunderstanding if it's somebody I care about because yeah. somebody I care about they don't try to hurt me that's what I that's what I like to think unless they are trying to hurt you then yeah. there's even a bigger misunderstanding if they are trying to hurt me they it it quickly leads into a person that I don't really care about it can yeah yeah oh. and uh, and that's like probably a bad thing about my personality it's like if somebody like really pushes too hard and they're like trying to trying to fuck with me then mm-hmm. I, at one point i just like i turn off i'm just like i turn i turn off to them mm-hmm. and i just have no respect for them at all well this is what i mean because it's like i feel like i've been doing in the last couple of years something i never really have done before uh-huh. which is just stopping talking to people uh-huh. Just being like, you know what? I can't talk to this person. I can't see this person. I can't think about this person. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I'm so, I don't know. I just got became so damn sensitive. Uh-huh. That's why I know it's not, that's why I know it's not the person or those people that I'm just like, you know what? Off, done. Can't talk, deleting numbers, unfriending on Facebook, unfollowing on Twitter, not checking on the Foursquare, getting off <laughs> the, no more 4chan, not reading their live journal, getting them off my Friendster. Gonna, all right. That's a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've no done, more Google Hangouts, deleting I, them from Skype. I so mean, they, there's people that I I'm just I, saying, I know to. I know that it's me. Yeah, that I'm sensitive. And right, it's not them. Right, maybe they suck, but still, I can't take that on myself that they suck. I think I don't know. I've I've there's people I haven't talked to, but I've 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 also preemptively not talked to people. Like, um, I mean, when Todd Lynn was alive, uh, oh, that's right, he died. Yeah, he Jeez. he passed away. But he was just, he was a mean dude to a lot of people. And it was really funny. We were at a club once because I just, because I, I see him being mean to people and I just wouldn't talk to him. I would just like avoid and I would just go on stage and, and like, do my thing and then like not talk to Todd Lynn. And once we we're at a show and he, he said, Victor, what do you got against me? He just turned to me like out of the blue. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you never speak to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I never see you be nice to people. So I, I see you being mean to people, so I just avoid interacting with you. Mm. And he was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> just but I wasn't being mean to him. I was just like, you're always, he was always like mean. To, you've seen him be, have you seen him be straight up mean? Oh, yes, of the course. Thing, and the thing is, um, this is uh, when, he, when he lost his vision, mm-hmm. uh, when he lost his vision, he, 
because I had a conversation with him because when he once he lost his vision, I was actually uh, I started to interact with him more, and I was I was uh, chilling with him in uh, Montreal. I was talking to I was backstage with him because he wasn't he wasn't being mean to people anymore once he lost his vision, and he actually. He actually told me at one point that he, this is the saddest thing I think anyone's ever said to me. And he just thought, he felt like it was karma that he lost his vision. Because he said he realized that he was being mean to people. And I, 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 I was, I mean, that's the saddest thing that anybody has ever said to me. Like, fact, and he said it in like a really plaintive, truthful way. Yeah, too, right? absolutely. Like a hundred percent, like a, like hundred percent truthful way. And, and I was, I was, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I can't believe that you like shared that with me. I mean, I and and I don't know how the world works, but I mean, I I think that I've seen. I I told him that I've seen. Like, I I love what I'm seeing in him now. Like, I get to know like him and him, like his, what he who he actually is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I know that we didn't get along before, but I like who you're being now. Mm-hmm. And like, we became friends. Like in his like the last. Uh, in this last like year or so. Jesus Christ, that's sad as fuck. Yeah, it's very, very sad. <laughs> it's, very sad. it's really, really sad. Well, I want to ask you this because that's a good story in terms of like, if kindness is your power, then what is your origin story? Because it's kind of like, what are the things that you've seen or experienced that you're like, you know what, I got to try to do this, be this other guy, I got to be kind, be good. Um. Uh, like if you could think of just like a uh, another story or five, <laughs> <laughs> or just a thing that like, well, see, I don't. I I'm trying to like not be like, uh, like it's not about. Look how kind I am. That's no, not the. And I know that's not. I'm not saying that it's a show. Uh huh. Or it's a performance. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that you learned that this is a good thing, or you know that like. Why not do this, right? In some sort of sense, I'm just interested if you if you have the ability to pinpoint like some things that put you on that trajectory. When it's actually well, it's (laughs) it really has a lot to do with like my realization in my realization in uh, the years uh, following college where. Which I didn't finish, by the way. But <laughs> the years following college, which I didn't finish, wasted my parents' money. Um, in the years following college, I think like my life really, really changed because when I was in high school, like people were like against me, and like I thought very little of myself, and so uh, people like I was a weird albino dude. People made fun of me. I, w- I didn't have a lot of friends. It was it was tough. Um, and then. Uh, when in the years after college, like I began, I began like performing and, and just like uh, I was an artist and I was a dancer and I was just like doing all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and I was a computer programmer. <laughs> uh, and so, but my self esteem, I think just personally skyrocketed because I was like, look at all the stuff that I can do that I didn't think I could do. Cause I, I had actually gone to therapy and a doctor had told me, uh, told me and my mother that I like, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm going to have to live this life where I'm 
because uh, I was diagnosed as legally blind without glasses. And I was going to have to live this life where I'm always going to have to be under supervision, <laughs> uh, where I shouldn't uh, skateboard, uh, take karate. Like, I can't, I, I wouldn't be, I, w- I have to live like, like this boy in the bubble type of life. Mm. And I was so pissed off that I just went out and started doing stuff. And, uh, and I don't know exactly how that links into being kind, but I know that that during that time is the turning point. Like that time it's just like when I felt like I was being a better person, I just, I just, I just stopped polluting my life as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not with alcohol or drugs still do that. But I was saying that just negativity, polluting, <laughs> yeah, your life with polluting negativity. my life with like negativity. Like I felt, I mean, as a kid, I was teased and I felt like my life was so hard. Um, And now looking back, I'm just like, I just didn't make the most of what life I had. And if you make the most of your life, it's just a better life. And I just didn't know that as a kid. And I, and and maybe there's no way that I could know that. I mean, I, I'm not blaming my parents or anything for how they raised me. It was just like, as a kid and people are teasing you, you just think your life sucks. Right. And so it's just like, especially in the years after. Especially it represented in every movie and TV show about high school. You're like, oh, absolutely. No, I'm, the guy, I'm the one. And in the years after college, just my life, like, I just became this person who I was proud of myself and what I was doing. And. Um, that led me into wanting to. I, I wanted to be a person that uh, I was proud of, right? And I, I, I remember this was actually in college where I, 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 when I was reading for the first time, I was like, like everyone who does evil or an evil act or something we would consider evil, they're all like looking for acceptance or love of some kind because everybody just wants to be loved. Like that's just what people want. Right? They want people to love them, to like them, to respect them. Like, they want it, and whatever terrible, terrible thing they're doing, that's, like, the main thing that everybody wants. And when you think about life that way, then then when people are being terrible, you are, you can look at them and be like, oh, it's too bad that they feel like that's how they have to be. Right. Um. But I, talking like that, I just don't. I just don't want. I just don't want to come off with the idea that I'm like a boy scout because I'm not. I mean, I I definitely like. I definitely. A you struggle. I, what? You struggle. I, yeah, I struggle. Every day is a struggle. I mean, exactly. Like you're, you're saying that this is this is your mantra. This is what you aspire. Yeah. To this do. is what I. This is what but I aspire to do. This is what I want easy. to do. Yeah. I mean, and stuff, and stuff makes me mad. But even if it's. Even if it's stuff like the the even if it's something that's like like silly like I've gotten I've gotten mad before like I I actually had um a, I've gotten mad and done horrible things like here's a horrible story uh oh okay this is a terrible terrible story and this is during this time when I'm trying to be kind okay. but I just did something horrible right so a comedian stole a joke from me okay okay. And I caught the comedian stealing the joke and confronted them about it. And then they tried to avoid me for a while. And then I basically had to hunt them down and show them, like, hey, you got to stop doing that joke. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they, and they knew they stole it from me. They, it was very clear that it was a stolen joke. Um, so then everything was smoothed over. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Uh, but I ran into that same comedian like five 
months later, I was a little drunk. Um, I was at a party. They were there too, drunk. And I uh, slapped him in the face Jesus out of the blue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> were you, did you think it was funny a slap in the face? Or were you just like, I want to hit him in the face? I was drunk and I wanted to hit him. In, I just like, I remembered all of the feelings about him stealing my joke and I slapped him in the face. Wow. And how did he, re- <laughs> how did he react? He took it. Fuck. Did you talk about that afterwards? No. You haven't talked to him since then? I have talked to him. He, he, he basically says, he, he speaks of the story sort of semi-fondly, like, remember that time when Victor did this to me? It's, so he's, yeah. try, he's trying to find the positivity and let it go uh, in it. Yeah. I mean, in that interaction, he's a much better person than I was at the time. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to email him after this. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to email him after this. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a struggle, everybody. It's a struggle. <laughs> I do the same thing, you know? I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I've never slapped anybody in the face, uh, I don't think. I've yelled at people. I, uh-huh. I I get yelly, and I get sometimes can get scary when I get yelly. Right. And it's very rare that it comes out, that people bring that out in me. And when it comes out, I realize I cannot talk to this person. Like, this is a bad chemistry. This is a toxic relationship, as they say. Right. So it's like, if I am feeling, even if it's just me, it's just all me, you're still the catalyst. You're still, you're still the, the, if if I'm the stove, you're still that thing that's clicking to light the fire. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to burn the place down. So obviously, I yell at you. It's bad for both of us. I'm right. sure it's exciting and addictive, <laughs> but like I, I can't go down that path. Yeah, and that was, that was, but I, I, I'll tell you why. Again, when I'm talking about like how people can't make me angry unless they're my friends, mm-hmm. like, the guy was a friend, right? Like, definitely a guy I considered a friend at the time. Like hung out with, like would call and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" That guy was a friend, uh, and, and so that's and then like when when friends. Like do stuff like that. I just, I just get, I just, I mean, I have very high expectations for people I call my friends, and I, and I flew off the handle. Not cool. Not cool at all, Victor Varnado. Yeah, your your hand (laughs) flew off the handle. Yeah, not cool. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's probably really. I'm just thinking about slapping somebody in the face like open handed. Probably feels really good in the moment. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing to do. it's a release. It's a terrible thing to do because it's it's also like it's when you slap someone in the face is it's worse than I think hitting them in the face or even spitting on them. Here's why. Because when you hit somebody or you spit on them, you're like, hey, let's fight. But if you slap someone in the face, it's like I don't expect you to fight me. It's an insult. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a terrible insulting. insult. It's terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't believe I just talked about yeah, it's it's terrible. Well, we, we haven't said the name of the person, so it's No, fine. I'm not going to say the name of the no, person. No, I know. Neither yeah, am yeah. I, except for right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bucephalus. What are, you, 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 what are you looking at? What was that? We got to wrap it up? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I know. I'm looking at the time right okay, now. Okay, I was just saying. Okay, I'm just making sure. You spoil the illusion. We're all good. Illusion smushmushin. <laughs> There's no illusion. I got distracted. I didn't know if you were doing like a helicopter gesture. Or you're like, Baron, remember that time with the helicopter? I'm like, I don't. I don't well, remember. The- when is that ever? When is that ever? You knew exactly what the sin signal. 
Okay, Mr. Director. We gotta wrap it up. Stretch, wrap. Don't forget, if you're an actor or uh, some sort of person in the performance industry, you gotta learn the let's move on sign language. Oh, yeah. Which is like wrap it up, stretch it, stop, keep them away from me, stuff like that. Uh, Well, anyway, okay, well, that was a good conversation. Uh Uh, I feel like we, we scratched the surface, but of course, some other time we can continue or talk about something completely different yeah there's always more right being good it's hard i'm trying to do it myself i'm trying to be positive i'm trying to say positive like i have a show tomorrow night and i was talking to somebody on the phone about it today and she was just like well it's gonna be really interesting to see what you do and at the end that was earlier in the you know the thing but like later she's like okay so have a good show tomorrow i'm like yes i will have a good show tomorrow i'm a good (laughs) comedian i know what i'm doing i have jokes it will be a good show that's what I, it's really fucking hard to just let myself say something positive about myself. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. I think, I think it's hard to like, be good to yourself. It's hard. It's hard because you, like, you're the party, there's a party that's always like, how you like, you ain't shit. There's part of you inside that's always like, hey, man, you ain't shit. Just, I want to remind you, good morning. You ain't shit. And that dude is so easy to feed. He feeds. Yes. He just keeps eating, becoming like he's a thousand pound man living in your head, just insulting you. And you're like, you're a thousand fucking pounds. Yeah. And I'm yes. in your head. <laughs> he's got every, every, every moment in your life is ammunition because every moment can be taken one way or the other. And he's always like, oh, see, told you ain't shit. Uh, How come you missed the elevator? We got <laughs> We got to kill the you ain't shit guy in our heads. Right. All right. We'll talk later. See, just like I was talking about, uh, trying to be positive, I brought it up again. And yes, let's kill the you ain't shit guy in our heads. Can everybody do that? Everybody needs to do that. We need to uh, we need to get on a train of positivity and stamp our tickets to I Feel Goodville. And then we'll get out at the train station and go get some ice cream. I can't have any because I'm lactose intolerant, but... Maybe if I try this uh, raw milk diet I'm hearing about, then maybe I'll be like, hey, uh, it's totally fine. My enzymes are good in my my duodenum. (laughs) Again. Oh, God, guys. Um, Yes, so that was the episode. Thank you for listening. And now you're listening to me again talk into you. Talk into you. Not even into your ears, just straight into you. I totally appreciate that. Um, go to uh, allthingscomedy.com. Check out all of the other podcasts on that bad boy. Um, I'm about to uh, go do uh, The Long Shot this week, which is a great podcast. Jimmy Flam, Sean Conroy, Eddie Pepitone, Amber Caney, part of the All Things Comedy uh, family. Um, I will. I also I, I want to endorse people not off the network, Twisting the Wind. Johnny Pemberton. I just did an episode of his podcast. Fucking love Johnny Pemberton. He's awesome. Gonna get him on this podcast. About to go do the uh, Probably Science podcast. Uh, I think that might be on Feral Audio as well. Not exactly sure. Just a podcast I enjoy. I've been listening to the History of Rome. That shit's over. But I still like it. Rome. Fucking fascinating. 
do it. Um, yeah, so those are some other podcasts that I like. Um, and on the All Things Comedy Network, you know, uh, Walking the Room, uh, Skeptic Tank, um, Harlan the Highway, uh, Jake This with Jake Johansson, Bone Zone, guys, Tom Rhodes Radio, guys, come on, Bill Burr, Monday Morning Podcast, motherfuckers, come on, do it, do it, go, All Things Comedy, me, Baron Vaughn, um, lots of stuff coming up. I think. I guess you'll find out soon. All right. Love you.